Street Book Club. Evan Jefferson, brother, much love. Educating, elevating, because in knowledge is the power and we'll never give it up. <laughs> Literature's for the masses. Where to put your money down, how to watch your assets. Yeah, uplifting others is a passion. My brother Evan, he will turn it into action. New Black Wall Street Book Club. You should come read with us. Yeah, we comprehend and discuss. We all just come together, there's no limit for us. Here comes your host, New Black Wall Street. Evan, take it away. New Black Wall Street Book Club. All right, my beautiful people, man. Thanks so much for tuning in again today here on the New Black Wall Street Book Club, where black folk do read. You put in the book, we absolutely will find it. Reading Rainbow 2.0 with the purpose. I'm your host, ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprises, ERGJ Black Bazaar, and international best-selling author of the book, The Black Business Club. It's a study of black wealth. It's a study of the 12 richest black people in the world today and how they built their wealth. And I just believe that if you want to be wealthy, if, if you want to be wealthy, you should study wealthy people. Well, not only is it a book, guys, it is actually a club, a club that you can choose, you can decide uh, to join. Just simply go to theblackbillionairesclub.com, theblackbillionairesclub.com, and choose to join today. Uh, in the club, you'll get personal development to help you be a better you. And get business development to help your business or your business idea to, to re, re, become a reality, but then also to grow and develop that, to scale that business so it becomes a, a viable uh, uh, asset to our community. Uh, not only that, guys, you get financial literacy. The thing that they don't teach us in school, well, we're going to teach you about money. Uh, not only that, we also give you an opportunity to make money, to earn more money, so you can take care of your membership and things like that, put more money into your, into your bank account. Uh, and then last but not least, we also do teach um how to make your money work harder for you in other words how to invest uh, and there's a couple of things we're going to do from that guys we are now in the process of beginning to start our investment club that you can again have access to you can be a part of you don't have to do it by yourself you can do it with a group a team right teamwork together everyone achieves more together everyone achieves more team right but it's a decision that you have to make you can choose to or you can choose not to either way i'm okay with that so here today man on new black wall street uh our, our, our sponsor for today is ERGJ Black Bazaar. They got something for you. Oh, they got some air freshener. That's right. ERGJ Black Bazaar got air freshener. This is air freshener or burning oil, uh, something that you use for your house, home, or auto. You can spray it, or but you also could pour it to do aromatherapy in your house. Just simply go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. I want to say hello to everyone that's tuning in live right now across Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Uh, good morning to you. Thanks so much for joining in. I appreciate you. Uh, this will be a, a broadcast across our podcast platforms, so nine different platforms right now, NBWS Book Club. We're going to get right into what we need to talk about today, guys. We're going to start with our Black Billionaire Affirmation. That's right, our Black Billionaire Affirmation. This has come from the Mindset Makeover flashcards that we have. Uh, and it simply says, this is day three. I'm going to go with day three since it's February 3rd. We'll go with day three since it's February 3rd. And we're going to say that, seek and find. Seek and find. Day number three, our affirmation. Seek and find. Opportunity is always. Everybody put comes on always. Opportunity is always present. Today I will seek it, and today I will find it. Opportunities are always present. Today I'll seek it, and today. I'll find it. That's your uh, Black Billionaire affirmation of the day. Seek and find. Seek 
and find. And we need to get right into our main text today, which is Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice. Think and Grow Rich or Black Choice. Hit that like button, that share button, that watch part of button. Let people know that we're here. Think and Grow Rich or Black, cho Black Choice. And you consider me a financial preacher. I guess you can call me that. It's Sunday, by the way, what day we're broadcasting. And this book here is a book that's uh, it's a guide to success for black Americans. It's a, a book that's recommended by black entrepreneurs, that, uh, by, by black enterprise, that says that this book should be required reading for all African Americans who truly who are truly committed to the pursuit of happiness and fulfillment. All African Americans who are truly committed to personal fulfillment and happiness. So I think that might be a good book for us to read. And we are going to be continuing along in our journey in self-reliance, chapter seven, self-reliance. And we're going to be picking up where we left off last episode, where we're talking about um, where we were uh, discussing uh, self-reliance through selling. And we're also talking about self-help and, uh, and, and not waiting on opportunity. Again, go ahead and say hello. I want to see who's here with us today. Don't be like that, people. You know, be nice. You know, that, that people not want to know who's here. Good morning to you, by the way. You know, it's, 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 it's okay to say hello. Good morning to you, by the way. What's going up, Sir, Siri? Give me one second, guys. I'm going to go ahead and hit this. Hit this invite button, let people know that we're here. Go ahead and hit this invite button, let people know that we're here. We'll get this thing on the road. Think and Grow Rich, a black choice. I want to, first we must understand it, it's a choice. It's a choice. If we, if we come to that understanding that it's a choice, it's a choice for me to be healthy, it's a choice for me to be wealthy, it's a choice for me to be happy. We simply have to make better decisions. We have to, make, we have to choose to make better decisions so we can, then those decisions can turn into a better life. If you want your life to be better, you must get better. Right, so it's a choice. That's important to understand. It's a choice. I mean, we may not, we may not, we can't choose what we started, but we can choose what we finish. Now, we may not start it. We have to choose how we got started, but we can choose where we finish. What's going on, Mr. Mark Daines in the house? Billy Bird, thanks so much for joining. So selling. Now, what we were talking about, guys, is that you and I, we are, uh, we are what you consider to be. Uh, our corporations. We are the, the the we are the CEO of our personal corporation. We're the CEOs of our family business. And so when you go home, you are actually running a business. There is financials that take place in your business. There's selling that takes place in your business. So don't think just because don't think that it's business is just outside of your home. No, you have a family business. The question is, how's it being run? How's it being run? So we're talking about self-reliance. Now we we talked, we discussed two of these important, which was persistence and also planning. Now we're going to talk about common sense. And how many guys know that common sense ain't so common no more? <laughs> I know I said that could have country, right? Common sense ain't, ain't ain't common no more. It ain't so common no more, right? Common sense ain't so common no more. I don't know what's going on here. Let me do a quick check. Make sure I can scroll down and stuff. All right, common sense ain't so common no more. Let's read. It would seem that a man has amassed enough. It would seem that a man who has amassed enough wealth to be ranked among the richest men in America, personal net worth of more than 150 million, would know a bit about selling. How did he do it? By using common sense to pry open markets. How did he do it? By using common sense to pry open markets. Please like, share, and hit the watch part. In 1942, John H. Johnson borrowed $500 from a small loan company on the security of his mother's furniture. $500 get started. And used it to start the Negro Digest, a black version of Reader's Digest. 
The magazine started slowly due to the reluctance of local distributors who refused to stock his journal. To solve his problem, Johnson called on friends and relatives who canvassed Chicago buying up the entire press run of the magazine. Ecstatic distributors who were unaware of Johnson's tactics clamored for more copies. And one issue circulation jumped from 50,000 to 150,000 copies. And Negro Digest soared. This is back in 1942. Three years later, Johnson got more ambitious and launched Ebony, a clone of Life magazine for blacks. So John H. Johnson started with Negro Digest from a $500 loan that he got off the, off the leverage or the equity of his mother's furniture, started Negro Digest, then he got his friends involved so they could help cir circulate or distribute, everybody puts on so distribute. I'm a firm believer that the, our, one of the main problems in our community is distribution. We make a lot of stuff, but we're not calling on enough people to help us distribute the stuff that we make. Distribution. And then from the success that he had with the Negro Digest, he started Ebony Magazine. I think you guys are all familiar with that. In 1973, Johnson used the same strategy to win support for his cosmetic line. For three decades, Johnson sponsored the Ebony Fashion Fair, the world's largest touring fashion show. When he had trouble finding cosmetic shades dark enough for black models, he tried unsuccessfully to convince Estee Lauder and Revlon to develop a product. When they said no, guess what he did? He created his own. Everybody put God's own, create my own. When they said no, he didn't say, oh, I guess I can't do it. No, and when they said no, he said, okay, well, I'm going to do it myself. See, once we learn how to, how to stop taking no from other people as a, a stumbling block and say, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to have to do it myself, it propels you to success. Don't let it stop you. Let it fuel you. I love it when somebody tells me no. Oh, I love, absolutely love it. Because guess what happened? I'm going to show you. You're going to regret the moment you told me no. And you're going to be wondering, man, I missed out on all those zeros. All those digits, because I told this brother, you tell me no if you want to. Watch what happened. You'll be like, man, you're going to look back and you'll be like, man, I should have told this brother, yeah. I should have believed in what he was talking about. See, I let it fuel me. I don't let it stop me. I mean, I can probably sit on this all morning long. I do not let it stop me when other people tell me no, when I provide them an offer to be a part of what we're doing, the Black Billionaires Club. When they say no, I say, okay, we keep going. I don't let it stop me. I let it fuel me. I recommend it. When they said no, he created his own product, but it wasn't that easy. His line was new, untested, and black. How could he break into the marketplace? After numerous proposals to department store executive, Johnson couldn't find any takers. Finally, he convinced the president of Chicago-based Marshall Fields that his cosmetics fashion fair was worth stocking. Exclude the executive purchased a small order, but warned the black tycoon that if his line would be, that his line would be yanked if it didn't sell. Johnson had to produce. When's the last time you've been in a position where you absolutely had to produce? See, here's what happened. Many of us, especially in our community, we but we are forced into a position where we have to produce when our mortgage is on the line. We're forced into a position where we have to produce when the light bill is about to get cut off. We're forced into a position where we have to produce. When our car is about to get uh, to, uh, uh, repoed. See, you and I, people, they change by two things, either by inspiration 
but most commonly by desperation. When you get desperate, you find a way. When you get comfortable, you don't look for a way. Let me say that again for the people in the back. When you get desperate, you find a way. When you're comfortable, you don't look for a way. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm no longer moved by desperation. I move by inspiration. I'm inspired to succeed. I'm inspired to win. I'm willing to do what no one else is willing to do. That's where I can live the life that no one else can afford to live. I just don't want you to be in a position where you're waiting until you're desperate to then go create and do something for yourself. Wait till your back is against the wall. There's a lot of great things that come out of out of a person when their back is against the wall, when you're forced to produce. Now listen to this word produce. It's not forced to try. Everybody's trying, but when you're forced to produce, see, you don't get paid for your effort, you get paid for your results. Uh-oh, you don't get paid for your efforts, you get paid for your results. You'd be like, oh, I'm giving a million dollar effort, but I'm getting a five cent results. I'll say something is wrong. You don't get paid for your effort. You get paid for results. That makes sense to anybody. But I'm trying. That's great. Great that you're trying. What are your results? What is your progress report? What have you produced? So once again, common sense prevailed. Using a plan at work before, Johnson had female employees purchase various amounts of fashion fair products for several months. Store buyers who monitored sales were excited and quick to reorder. Johnson was equally quick to repeat the maneuver as he stocked the shelves of some of America's most exclusive and acclaimed department stores. I love to sell, Johnson states emphatically. I sell even when there's no monetary, monetary advantage to be gained. The only advantage I have is a lifetime of experience. John Johnson possesses a quality shared by few in his time. Common sense has its rewards. And Johnson has, re has reaped those rewards. Common sense has its rewards. And Johnson has reaped those rewards. Go ahead and hit that like button, that share button, that watch part, but let people know that we're here. Our next self-reliance concept. We talked about persistence. We talked about planning. We talked about common sense. Now we're talking about showmanship, showmanship. Some call him a promoter. Others say he is a public real relations wizard, but neither the title adequately describes what he does best. Willie Amos is a salesman who uses flair, hype, and showmanship to convey his message. With the help of an aunt, he began baking as a hobby that he would maintain throughout his promotional career. How many guys got some hobbies right now? I want to tell you that you can turn your hobby into a billion-dollar business. Because you might need some help along the way. That's why we got the Black Billionaires Club. So you don't have to do it by yourself. But some of us have some of us have hobbies that we want to turn into a business, but we have not quite learned how to turn on the switch from hobby to business. There's a difference. See, I don't just do this for fun. This is not a hobby. I mean, it is a hobby. It feels good to do. I like doing it. I love doing it. But it's a business, different mentality. And guess what? As a hobby, I don't really have to produce. As a business, I have to produce. I'm forced to produce, to stay in business. There's a difference. Hobby versus business. There's a difference between hustle as well. Some of you guys got a hobby. Some of you guys just got to hustle. 
Y'all call it your side hustle. I don't have side hustle. I'm a businessman. I got side businesses. I recommend it. I'm telling you, when you change your vocabulary, it's it's it's, it's a difference. You got a side hustle. Ain't registered. Don't pay no taxes on it. Just trying to just trying to just trying to just trying to take advantage of the system. No bueno. Not good. You can get in trouble. You can go to jail. Not good. Not good. Not good. Unethical, immoral, whatever you want to call it. Don't you know you got, no, let me say this. Don't you know you got people that's going to church right now that's praising the almighty God, sitting in the church, talking about faith and all that, and they got side hustles, side hustles that are illegal, that they're doing, you know what I'm saying? But then they expect to be blessed, but they got side hustles, and they hustle people. And then they try to, they try to, they try to act like, okay, it's Sunday. I guess I could be forgiven for all this stuff that I've been doing. That's that. That's not right. You won't fix what's right, <laughs> but you, but you think just by, just by, you won't fix, you won't fix you. But what you'll do is you say, well, I ain't got to fix me. All I got to do is just go to church on Sunday and pray, and I'll be forgiven. I don't ever have to fix nothing though. No, no, no. You know what it's called? It's called. It's called. You ask for forgiveness, but you're not repenting. You're not turning around. Right? You're not you're not correcting the errors of your ways. Huh? What's up, pick her me? I need to discover my skills because I don't even have a hobby to start with. Hey, honey. Here's the deal. I, I'm, I'm glad you I'm glad I'm glad you're honest. Here's the deal. That's from uh, Instagram, by the way. She said, I need to discover my skills because I don't even have a hobby to start with. Well, Miss Pick, I want to tell you that you don't have to do it by yourself. One of the reasons why you might have a hard time discovering because you are trying to find it all alone. That's why a good coach or a good mentor or a good friend, someone, now when I say a good friend, I'm talking about a business associate, someone who has your best interest in mind as, a part, as it relates to business, not just a friend that you socialize with, but people who, who can ask you the right questions to get you thinking in the right mindset. Somebody asked me the other day, she said, she hit me up, she said, she said, she said to me, well, how do I start a business or how do I generate more income with limited resources? That was her question. And so I said to her, I said, well, number one, right? Number one, you don't have limited resources. You have limited thinking. And because you think you have limited resources, therefore you have limited resources. Number two, I told her, I said, well, you got to change your crowd. You got to get around a crowd of winners. You got to get, you got to change your crowd. See, many of us, we got a lot of friends, but they always friends that we can party with. We don't have many friends that we can build business with. Think about that for a second. Got friends that's gonna show up to the barbecue. You got friends that's gonna go to the Super Bowl party. Well, you know what I'm trying to have? I'm trying to have a black business party. That's what I'm trying to have. That's the kind of friends I hang out. We finna have a black business party. Now we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna cut the red tape. That's what we do. So you gotta change your crowd. You gotta get around people who are talking about discovering their skills. Can't you know? And I don't know who you hang around with, Miss Pig. I'm not talking about you particularly. I said, you got to change your crowd. And then number three, what I told her, the young lady who reached out to me. I said, number three, you got to be willing to invest. Now, let's talk about this for a second. I didn't mean to go here today, but it's Sunday. I think we can do some free will in a day. It's Sunday, right? So I said to her, I said, you got to be willing to invest. Now, what does this mean? What I want you guys to understand, everybody put it down, let's go in the comments below, risk versus reward. Risk versus reward. Uh, what, what, what happens is, you have to, once you learn investing, or once you begin to learn the concept of investing, 
you understand that I, I have to risk something for the opportunity for a reward. What's happening in our community is that we're not risking. We're risking everything with no opportunity for a return. In other words, I got a little money, and let's just call money because it's tangible. We can talk about any type of risk. The risk of you hanging out with the wrong crowd, the risk of you uh, making the you know marrying the wrong person, these risks versus reward. But so when we learn to evaluate risk versus reward, I said to her, I said, well, think about it for a second. If the club that I'm, I'm, t I'm recommending that you join to get the help that you are seeking is only $10 a month, $10 a month, not a day, not a week, $10 a month, that's 33 cents a day. If it only costs you 33 cents a day for you to get the answers that you are looking for, to get some direction, and then also to bring you a return of $100, would you do it? Risk versus reward. If it has the opportunity, to 10x your investment, that's a pretty good reward. But you know what? Some people simply won't even do something as simple as $10 a month, 33 cents a day, so they can get the answers that they're looking for, so they can get some direction, some assistance, some guidance, some mentorship, all that good stuff, some accountability. Because a lot of people, they got they, they can do the stuff, but they need somebody to tell them, listen, man, stop, stop, get off your ass. Get to work. We got stuff to do. We got stuff to build. This ain't going to build it by itself, right? And then you got an opportunity to say, man, and then I can take this stuff that I learned and I can turn it into a, listen, this is what I'm telling you. Right now, all these are going out. These are orders that are going out. I teach people how to, how to freaking build an online business. But you know what? They won't invest. They continue to think that if somebody's going to do something for them for free and they can get all the rewards. Matter of fact, another word you got to watch out for, collaboration. Some people... Um, this word collaboration, you know what it means? You got to be careful. What it means is, hey, we're going to collaborate. You're going to do all the work and I'm going to get all the, all the, I'm going to get all the accolades. That's not collaboration. I'm doing all the work. I'm doing all the thinking. I'm doing all the planning. I'm doing all the meeting. But yet you want to get the return. You want to get the reward. This is why it, it, it is a, it is an infallible truth. You cannot get something for nothing. That's why I continue to say the, 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 the biggest Four-letter cuss word in the black community is free. Keep trying to get something for nothing. Won't even invest 33 cents a day to change your life. This is crazy to me. No, no, it's not even crazy. It's normal. Isn't that crazy? Think about that. It's normal for people to not even spend or invest 33 cents, not in me, in themselves, a day. But they'll waste, what they spend, $50 a day, average? Lunch, lunch, dinner, uh, lunch, breakfast, lunch, dinner, candy, snacks. They'll waste the $50 a day, but they won't even invest 33 cents a day. That's a bad risk versus reward. You're going to spend money to put something in your body that's not going to bring you a return. That's a bad risk versus reward. That's, that's more risk than what it's worth. But to say, hey, 33 cents a day, Boom, I get what I need. I'm off on a fast track. I got to discover my skills. I started my business. Now I'm bringing in a return. Now I'm sending stuff all over the world from the comfort of my home. For me to do that for 33 cents a day, wow. That's a good risk versus reward. Small risk, big reward. Another big, another good risk versus reward. A book. You know how much this book cost me? $7.99. $8. A book. That changed the way that I think. Changed my life. Think and grow rich. I think and I grow rich. 
Not many people want to invest $8 to change their life. This is $8. Listen, this is not $8 a month. This is not $8 a year. This is $8, a one-time investment of $8, unless I crush the book up and I lose it. A one-time investment of $8, and people won't even do this. Go buy a book, read it. Matter of fact, they got this good book called the Bible. Most people won't read that. Change your life. Help you discover. At any rate, I don't know why I got off on that team. At any rate, you can choose to join the Black Business Club. Go to www.theblackbusinessclub.com. You can choose to join. You can choose not to join. And guess what? I'm okay with that. 33 cents a day. Choose to, choose not to. I'm okay with that. Risk versus reward. Understand risk versus reward or don't understand it. I'm okay with that. We got to keep moving. <laughs> but I'm saying to you, Miss Pick, I can help you with that. I do discovery sessions. I can help you discover your skills. I can help you find you, I can help you find the skills that can pay your bills. Because you got something special. Everybody put in console, I got something special. I want you to understand that each and every person that's listening to the sound of my voice right now, you have something special. But the most important part is for you to, to, to first discover it and then number two, accept it. You got something special. Now, it may not be what I got. That's what makes us unique. I'm good in some area. You are good in some area. You have something special. Number one, you got to discover it. That means seek and find. Matter of fact, that's our, that's our book. That's our thing of the day, right? That's our thing of the day, right? Seek and find. Then number two, once you find it, you have to accept it. See, most people won't accept the greatness in their life. They won't. They keep thinking it's too big for them. Oh, it's too grand. God wouldn't bless me with that. Yes, he will. You have something special. Okay? You have something special. I was talking to a brother the other day. Yesterday, two days ago, yesterday. This brother is literally sitting on his gold mine. Let me say that again. He's sitting on his gold mine. You ever heard of a thing called acres of diamonds? You ever, some people call it your grass is green on the other side. I'm telling you, you are sitting on a gold mine. It's right here. It's right here. You got something special. But see, if you keep looking at everybody else, you keep looking at the Joneses and the, and the Beyonce's and the Jay-Z's and all this, now they can inspire you to greatness. But if you keep, if you envy them, Versus allowing them to inspire you. That's a that's a fine line. Envy versus appreciation. Big fine line. Oh, I appreciate those individuals. I love what they're doing. Big different, big line between that and envy. Oh man, I want to have what they got. Covetousness, envy. I mean, it's a fine, y'all feel me? It's a fine line. When you appreciate them. And you can look at what they've done. You can look at their life. You can read their history, their autobiography. Be like, oh, man, okay, that's how you got the way you got. Okay, let me do some of the stuff that you did. That's showing your appreciation for your mentors. But when you just want to have what they have without going through the work in order to get it, that's envy. That's covetousness. You just want what someone else has have, you know, but you're not willing to do the work that they did to get it. Okay. So anyway, I invite you to join the Black Billionaires Club. Woo! It must be Sunday. 
Yeah, it must be Sunday. The financial preacher is here. <laughs> you, I want you to say it again. I have something special. I got something special. Discover it, then accept it. And then you got to do something with it. You got you to, you got you got you to, you accept it now, and now you have to express it. Let's put it that way. Discover, accept, express. When you express, you're saying that, you know what? I, this, I, do, I now accept this and I appreciate what God has given me. Now I'm ready to express it. In other words, I'm ready to share it with the rest of the world. I'm ready to share my gifts. Now the book says that a man's gift will make room for him. So yo, 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 what's special about you is making room for you right now. But it's asking you to come find me. I'm here. Y'all guys, you guys remember when you were young playing hide and seek, right? I'm telling you, your gift, what makes it special, is it's playing, it's playing high right now. You got to go seek. It's saying, I'm here. I'm just waiting for you to open the closet, go around the corner, go under the bed, something, find me. I'm here. Showmanship. Some call him a promoter. Willie Amos, what we're talking about, is a salesman who uses flair, hype, and a showmanship to convey his message. With the help of his aunt, he began baking as a hobby that he will maintain throughout his promotional career. As a teenager, Amos attended a New York City trade school with an entrepreneur apprenticeship at a local hotel as a cook. Disenchanted, he quit six months prior to graduation and joined the Air Force. After a four-year stint, he returned to New York and joined the William Morris Agency, where he started in the smell room before becoming a top agent. Handling such acts as Simon and Garfunkel, The Temptations, and The Supremes, Amos perf perfected his self-promotional skills while passing out his chocolate chip cookies at concerts, auditions, and meetings. Friends and clients urged him to sell the treats, but he never gave the idea much thought. How many guys have been, 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 have been, have people who've recommended that you do something that's going to actually make you some money, but you never gave the idea much thought? You didn't receive it at the time. They've been telling you for years, man. And some of us like your, your it could be your, your family recipe. I know my mom makes some ops. I mean, she makes some this tea that she makes. We be like, we gotta bottle this stuff up, and we have got to sell this stuff, right? At some point, but she she she's never gave uh, the idea much thought. Here's the thing: I want you to start giving your ideas much thought. I'm telling you, when you know when my life changed, my life changed when I made a decision. Right to myself, with myself, that I was never going to let another good idea pass me by. I want you to start giving your ideas much thought. These are ideas. These are million dollar ideas. These are billion dollar ideas. I want you to understand, black people, you got something special. But in 1974, fate intervened. Amos's personal management business was in the rocks. In a period of depression, he turned to his first love and started baking cookies full time. He turned around to come back to his first love. He had been baking for years. He loves to bake. But yet he never gave the idea of baking as a business much thought. Until when? People change by one or two things, inspiration or desperation. Until he was desperate until he was forced to produce, until, until he was unemployed and had to find a way to make some money. See, most of us are not looking for a way. We're not trying to find a way until. 
Here's my question to you. What's it going to take? Huh? What is it going to take for you to begin to find a way? What's it going to take? It's going to take you getting fired? That's when you'll start. You'll say, oh, man, you know, it's going to take you not being looking for a job for 10 years and still can't find one. What's it going to take for you to find a way for you to produce? What do I recommend? Full-time job, part-time business. Until your part-time business comes full-time. I recommend it. I recommend it. Why? Because you shouldn't put all your eggs in one basket. Why else? Because you don't control that job. They can fire you whenever you want, but they want you to give them two weeks. Notice. You ain't no two-week notice before they fire you, but they want you to give them two weeks before you quit. Isn't that interesting? You ever thought about it like that? Wait a second. You can fire me at will. I can come in today and say, you know what? Your services are no longer are no longer needed here. We got to let you go. But you want me to give you two weeks so that you can replace me, but you're not giving me two weeks so I can go find another job. Isn't this interesting? Who's in control? Now, I'm not telling you to go quit your job. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is I recommend full-time job, part-time business. Part-time business. Part-time business. Send stuff all over the world. I can teach you, but you got to join. You got to make a decision that you want to join. You got to make that decision. I recommend it. If you don't join, guess what? I'm okay with that. <laughs> so now he's like, wait, there's something going on. I got to get back to what I'm doing. He started baking cookies full time. After opening his first store on a shoestring, which means he didn't have much money. His funds waned. His cookie business went really almost. Amos recalls his toughest moment. As I look back, everybody put a console. As I look back, as I look back, I realized that I was grossly undercapitalized. But I was too naive to consider failure. With no money, I had to stir up my creative juices and promote my cookies the same way I promoted for my clients. I had to promote myself the same way I promoted other people. Wow. As I look back, I was too naive to consider failure. I mean, failure was not an option for me as I look back. And I also realized that I didn't have no money, but what I did have was something way more valuable than money, my creativity. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share one thing that's more valuable than money because this is what people mess up. You know what I'm saying? They say time is money. Time is not money. Time is more valuable than money. Right? His creativity, he said, was more valuable than money. Matter of fact, he used his creativity, the power that's been given to him by God, because you and I have been given the power to create wealth. So he used his creativity to create wealth. He realized, man, I've been doing a good job of promoting other people and helping them get paid. Now it's time for me to promote myself. Now it's time for me to promote myself so I can go get my wealth. Huh? Now, this might be difficult for some people. Because for some people, you feel like, man, I, you know, is this conceit? Is this self-absorption? No. You're not really, he wasn't really just promoting himself. He was promoting the service or the goods or the products that he brought to the marketplace. Give you some good old cookies. You better get some of these cookies. 
This is chocolate chip cookie. You better get these. The world famous Willie Amos chocolate chip cookie. You go taste one. Hey, give it a try. I'm telling you, it's the best cookie you ever tasted before. He's just promoting what he's bringing to the marketplace. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Is it time maybe for you to begin to promote yourself the same way you promote other people? I mean, think about it. When I was working for working at a Fortune 500 company, Coca-Cola, I was promoting Coca-Cola. I had the I had the window decal. I had the little magnet. I wore all the shirts all over the place. I'm telling you, I was a Coca-Cola brother. Then I woke up. And I realized. I can promote myself not even as much. I can promote myself better because I know me than I can promote anybody else. And guess what happened? All of that wealth that I was I was I, that I was generating on Coca-Cola's behalf, I began to generate for myself. Now I don't know how it works. I'm not an expert on this. I didn't set it up. I'm just learning the universal laws and implying them into my life. I love to teach you. I love to mentor you. I love to help you be the best you that you can be. Know what it requires? It requires you to make a decision. Join the Black Billionaires Club today. Simply go to www.theblackbillionairesclub.com. Guess what we do? We study billionaires. We learn what they do, and then we do what they do so we can have their type of success in our life. Just that simple. Once I realized that I wasn't, I, I was broke, busting, and disgusted, and I realized, man, let me tell you something. As I coach people all across the country, and I talk to people, and I, I and some things, it's, I'm not gonna say it's weird because it's normal, but you know, I remember a lady who, um, who you know, called me, we needed some help, and she's in some financial depression, and she's 35 years old. And broke, busted, and discussed. No money in the bank. You know, all the ability in the world to do well. You know, ambitious. You know, of her sound mind, able body. And I asked her, I said, well, what's in your library? Everybody putting God's own library. What's in your library? In other words, I want to know, what do you read? At 35 years old, having gone through college, got a degree, in her library, you could not find one. Not one financial book. Not one. She never heard of Think Grow Rich. Never heard of uh, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Not, not one. Is there any wonder why there has not been any financial education, even on your own? You heard about these books. You go buy it. You read it. Implement it in your life. Is there any wonder why you're having financial trouble right now? You've not read or know how you even bought or even heard of. Now, I can't, I can't fault her for not having heard of it. That talks about our society. That talks about the people that she hang around too. Tell me she hang around a whole bunch of broke folk that they ain't never heard of. Think about that for a second. I'm hanging around a whole bunch of people that ain't never heard of. Now, all those books I just mentioned are great, but you know, there's another book that is filled with financial principles. It's called the Bible. Now, everybody's heard of that, but most people haven't read it. Even the people that's going to church today still won't read the Bible. 
I mean, please, somebody debate me on this. I really do. I really want to find some people who are going to say, you know what, you're, Evan, you're wrong. Let's talk about this for a second. I have a rebuttal. Haven't found one yet. Haven't found one yet. So is it any wonder why people are having financial troubles when you look in their library, you don't see any financial information, no financial books, none, if they even have a library. You know when I went and got this book, Think You're Rich, Black Choice? You know when? When I got it? As soon as I heard about it. Now, I might have been 30 years of my life before I heard about this book, right? This particular book. Obviously, I had Think You're Rich, but when I heard about this particular book, you know when I went and got it? As soon as I heard about it. You know when other people go get it? Never. Never. They hear about it now. But they won't go get it. Does that make me different? Yes. Why? I don't know. Some people do. Some people don't. Most people won't. What do we teach? We teach people to walk away from the crowd. We teach people to stop doing what other people are doing. The crowd is broke. Stop doing what broke people do. Stop talking like they talk. Stop hanging where they hang. Matter of fact, tonight Super Bowl. I'm a, I'm a, I'm to the moms. I'm mother mom, so I'm not even gonna go to the Super Bowl party now. I'm still thinking about it. I could be doing more productive things with my time. I'm on a year of sacrifice. Here's what I'm saying. 365-day challenge. If I just give it 365 days, what kind of seeds can I plant for 365 days straight that'll change the rest of my life? Not many people are willing to sacrifice one year for a great rest of your life. Sacrifice one year of my life for the great rest of my lifetime. I think that's a good risk versus reward. That's where I'm at right now. 365. Everybody put a on 365. I challenge you to this. Something that you can do every day for 365 days a week that'll make your life better. I recommend it. We can do an ice, bu ice bucket challenge. We can do a 10-year selfie challenge. But then we start talking about improving yourself. Oh, not too many people signing up for that. Oh, I gotta, I wanna work on me, 365, me? No, I'd rather complain 365 than actually improve 365. Right? Selena said, I have financial books, but my but my but thoughts, my thought my struggles were stronger than investing. Never thought that I just needed to start. Regret it to the 10th power. Here's a beautiful thing, never too late to start. Everybody put a console, never too late to start. Matter of fact, don't even put that. Everybody put a console, start now. Now, it's all you got. You don't got, yesterday is gone, tomorrow's not promised. All you got is now. Make better decisions now. Not, oh, I'm gonna change tomorrow. No, change today, change now. If you're gonna do it tomorrow, why not do it today? Start now. It's all you got. It's all, this is all we got is now. Man, I, we ain't gonna get too far in this book because I, I, I ain't mean, I ain't probably have to preach, man. As I look back, I realized that I was grossly undercapitalized, but I was too naive to consider failure. With no money, I had to stir up my creative juices and promote my cookies the same way I promoted my clients. Everybody put it down so stir up. Some of you guys just have to learn how to stir up. 
I'm telling you, when you get around the right people, you get around a circle of winners. You get around people, a circle of people who are talking about money, who talk about building money, uh, growing money, talking about building business. You start getting around people like this. And now, matter of fact, not just talking about it. That's the beginning. Who are actually doing it? That's enough. That's a whole, oh, yeah. You can't just be around people that's talking about it because there's a whole bunch of people that talk, 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 talk. But at least that's the first step. Maybe you can get around a conversation. But I like getting around people who are actually doing it. I don't need to have meeting after meeting after meeting. We need, okay, what are we doing? We ain't doing too much. After the second, third meeting, you ain't doing nothing, I go away. I got to go somewhere else. I got to get around people. Not only, I started with people that's talking, now I get around people who are executing. Everybody put the guys on execution. I get around people who are executing. We get together to talk about the plans, and then we go execute the plan. We don't get around talk about the plans. Talk about the plans next meeting. Then talk about more plans. No, what are we going to execute? What are we going to do? All we got is now execute. Amos wrote a business plan. Raise some stuff. Look at this. He wrote a business plan. Plan. <laughs> Without a plan, you're planning to fail. He, he wrote a plan. He raised some startup capital from his show business contacts. So he leaned on the connections he made when he was in the show business and took a leap of faith. So he had, listen, uh-oh, uh-oh, y'all got to hear this. So what did he do before he took a leap of faith? Before he, he jumped off that mountain and people keep talking about, which is stupid, by the way, you don't just take a leap of faith. You don't take, what did he do? He took a leap of faith after he had a plan. Good old Steve Harvey talking about jump off the cliff and grow your wings on the way down. No, do you got a plan first? That's stupid to jump without a plan. The, the good book tells us to, to count the cost. That means that you are planning to win. Now, if you're jumping off, you might get lucky. But we don't need, we don't, the, the world doesn't change based off of luck alone. He had a plan before he jumped. You know what I did before I left my job? Before I quit my job, I had a plan. It's called an exit strategy. Strategy, plan. I didn't just quit. I wanted to. But I didn't, cause I needed a plan. Okay, if I quit, what the hell am I do? Where am I going? What am I? What? I needed a plan. People that tell you just to jump, that is not. Please don't listen to these people. I mean, it's great to have faith that you will jump, but man, it's much better if you have a plan and then you jump. What does it be like to plan to 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 to, to jump, but you didn't you didn't plan to put on a parachute? Plan. What did, what, did, what did God give Noah? He gave him a plan on how to build the boat. Come on, man. I, I go on and on and on. Plan. Then jump. So he had a plan first. Then he built up some capital, right? Because he needed money to sustain him or to sustain the business or whatever, right? And then he took a leap of faith. A few months later, amid flowing champagne, a strolling band, Ballet Park and 1,500 people. Wally Amos said his chocolate chips above all others. He called them famous Amos chocolate chip cookies. Star for cash. He once traded a day's worth of cooking, of cookies, $750, for advertising time on local radio. What was he doing? Now he's trading. Everybody put him on so trade. This is this. Once you learn this, trading, you don't always have to trade money. It's not always. It's not always that you trade money. Let me give you an example. So a lot of the graphics that you see that I do, 
It's not something that I, I have to, I always have to trade money. What do I do? I work with my graphic designer and I bring referrals from the business that she does, from the stuff that she does for me. And I bring her referrals so that she gets future clients. So I trade the opportunity to service 10, 20, 30, 100 clients for you to just do my work. That's a good trade. Now, how much are those other 10 clients worth to her versus just one to me? You're going to have to trade. It's called bartering. Say, hey, this is what I'm going to do for you in exchange. Everybody put it on exchange. In exchange for what you can do for me. That's not something for nothing. That's something for something. That's a win-win situation. I recommend you learn this. See, if the young lady would have came to me and she said, hey, I'd like for you to help me. I don't have much money, but here's what I do have. Here's what I can bring. Here's the value that I can offer to your organization. If you just let me, just bring me in for 30 days, something like that. But she didn't talk about exchange. She didn't talk about trade. She was trying to get something for nothing. Trade. What am I saying? Again, black people, you have something special. What did Miss Amos do? He traded his something special. $750 worth of cookies so he can get advertised. There was an exchange. He had professional models distribute cookies to passersby in neighboring Beverly Hills and Hollywood. I knew I had the best product. All I needed to do was convince the public of something I already knew. See, I already know how valuable the Black Billionaires Club is. All I have to do is convince you how valuable it is. That's it. I just have to convince you. I already know. The members of Black Billionaires Club already know. Matter of fact, if you're a member of Black Billionaires Club, go and put a console hashtag BBC. They already know because they're reaping the benefits of what we're doing as a collective. My job is to convince you how valuable it is so that you can get a return in your life. In 1975, a star was born. It was, it, it was a showman. Confer carefully consider these four qualities. Question yourself about the characteristics you honestly possess and those in which you are deficient. Work at improving your persistence, your planning, common sense, and showmanship. Your persistence, your planning, common sense, and showmanship. Master salesmanship, master salesmanship is an art and a valuable tool for the development of self-reliance. Successful commercial and financial enterprises are managed by leaders who either knowingly or unconsciously apply the ideas described in this chapter. You too can become recognize, a recognized leader in the field of your choice by utilizing these principles, finance, production, research, and sales in your life. Finance, learning how to get the money and keep the money. Learning how to manage the money, I'm sorry. Production, what you produce, what product or service you provide or offer to the marketplace. Research, you got to do research in order to learn what you don't know. That's called education. And then last but not least, sales, how to go ask and get the money. In your life. Now, here's the deal. Many of us 
we've learned sales. We learn how to sell ourselves enough to get the job we got right now. That's going to get the money, to get that hourly raise. You did what you had to do. You put on the nice outfit. You prepared yourself for the interview if they had one. You knew how to sell yourself enough to get a job in order to get paid $10, $15, $20 an hour. Now, you know what I want you to do today? I want you to sell yourself on you. I want you to sell yourself on you. How wonderful, fearfully and wonderful, how fearfully and wonderful you have been made and how God himself has deposited something in you that's so special, that's so peculiar, that's so valuable, that's so extraordinary. But you got to sell yourself on you. You have to buy you. Tell you once you do this, your life goes to a whole nother dimension. This is the new Black Wall Street Book Club, where Black folk do read. You put it in the book, we absolutely will find it. Read Rainbow 2.0 with a purpose to build and develop, to learn the things that we don't know, so we can live the life we want to live. In the comments below, I'd like for you to share one thing, at least one thing that you learned today, your takeaway from today. I don't do this just to do this. I do this to make a difference. I made a decision in my life a long time ago. I was no longer going to work just to make money. I'm working to make a difference in other people. I'm working to make an impact. I know that the money will come because God has never, I've never seen a righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. I know the money will come. That's not what I'm concerned with. What I'm concerned with is you and you being the best version of you that you can be. Here's my question. Was this worth your time and why? Your time is valuable. Can't get it back. I'm going to make sure that this was valuable for you as it relates to your time. Now, I know I talk much faster than your time, so I'll give you time to do that in the comments below. Again, we do have ERGJ Black Bazaar that has the uh, burning oil to smell good. You go to www.ergjblackbazaar.com, www.ergjblackbazaar.com. We'll say thank you for sponsoring us today. Also, the Black Billionaires Club. Study Black Wealth. You can pick up the book, but you can also join the club today. You can pick up the book, and you can also join the club today. Get around people who are serious about success and holding you accountable to your greatness. In other words, you said you were going to do something, we're going to hold you accountable to doing it. You need people like that in your life. Now, I don't need people that's going to let you get away with not doing what you said you were going to do. That's going to help you to build integrity, right? Personal development, business development, financial literacy classes, investment education, profit opportunities, and also investment club coming really soon. All for the, as low as $10 a month. Some people will. Some people don't, won't. Most people won't. Which one will you be? Which one will you be? Now, let's see what you guys got to say. Oh, Patrice, getting the book, right? The, uh, the, they can grow rich, a black choice, right? We do this on Tuesday nights, by the way. We do, do dive deep. We don't read just to know. We read to apply. So first we read to know. Then we take a little bit of time to understand, and we get together and figure out how can we apply this to our life so we will reap the benefits. And now the seed has sown deep into our subconscious and our soul, and now it manifests and brings forth fruit 
into our life. In order for you to get the fruit, you must fix the root. In order for you to get the fruit, you must fix the root. In other words, in order for you to reap, you must sow. I think we've done some good sowing today. Miss Pick of Her Me said, invest in yourself. Get a positive mindset to promote myself as I promoted others' plan and leap. That's right, sister. Am I my brother's and sister's keeper? Hell yeah, my brother's keeper. Heck yeah, my sister keeper. This, New Black Wall Street Book Club. I'm ERGJ, your certified financial educator, CEO of ERGJ Enterprise and ERGJ Black Bazaar. I want you to remember this, that it takes a village and it starts with us. Let's build, people. Let's build these bank accounts. Let's build wealth. Let's build these businesses. But most important, most important, let's build each other. And let's do it together. We all we got. But guess what? That's enough. Now I pray to God to reserve each and every one of you that you'll go out today and you will be great. That you set for yourself some goals to accomplish today. I don't care if it's Sunday. And you will attack those goals and you will complete those goals. There'll be one less thing you got to think about. Until the next episode, you know what time it is. Mr. DJ, hit the music. Wall Street Book Club with your host Evan Jefferson. Evan Jefferson. It's time for us to go. Yeah. Now you ain't got a little computer, but we encourage you to get out there and learn and apply all the things you learn at the new Black Wall Street Book Club. Book Club. Okay, YouTube over yeah. there too. New Black Wall Street. The new Black Wall Street. Thank mm -hmm. you.